So a lot of this journey really is about completions. I don't want to say all of it is, because really this is all about waking up to God. But in waking up to God, it also means now letting go of all those things that are keeping us asleep and unaware of God. If I were to stop right there and all we did was focus on that, that would really keep it simple, wouldn't it? And that's where there's value in just phrases like let go and let God. But you've got to have the clarity and understanding and a focus in doing so. You've got to have an intention and truly a longing or desire to make God first. Because if it's ever just a curiosity, well, you know, whatever, maybe there's a God, maybe there's not, maybe I'll, you know, learn about God or not. But you know what? The world's more important to me. All these things I'm doing here, my relationships, my job, my things I do, my hobbies, this and that, my interests are more important. Well, that's fine. But the real journey of the soul that we're talking about here, not just this body in this lifetime physically, but the journey of the soul is what we're really focused on here in ILM and what we talk about and share about. Because one of the things we attempt to do is help give some clarity and understanding of that spiritual journey of the soul, whether it's this body and lifetime or whether it's another body, another time, another place. And I don't mean just physically. Because the journey of the soul is a spiritual one. Even in this physical creation, the soul is a spirit. And so it's a spiritual journey. Yes, the soul is here experiencing this physical creation, so we have a physical life and all that comes with it. But what is that life really about but a reflection of a journey of that spiritual action that is unfolding in us and through us? All of our physical life is truly just a reflection. And through that reflection, the symbology of this life is the language that speaks to the soul. For this is the journey of experience, and it is through that experience that the learning takes place. And that learning is what we're really here for, and it is only through the experience. Life is truly that simple. We have all the questions I know, because the mind is always wondering, always questioning. But even in the questioning, have you ever noticed life keeps going on? You keep having experiences no matter what you think or believe, no matter how you feel, no matter what your fantasies are and what your wishes and hopes and dreams are. Do you notice sometimes those things happen and a lot of time they don't, but yet life keeps going on? That's the journey we're talking about, is that life itself that keeps going on. When are we going to give more attention and focus and time to that rather than all these other aspects that we continually focus into, into the world? When are we going to start giving more attention to that movement of life itself? And I say it that way because guess what? That's what it takes to really begin to awaken to know our divinity and if you weren't aware, if you've been coming to ILM thinking it's other than anything about the spirit of who we are and waking up to that, I'm sorry to disappoint you. 
but you're in the wrong place. You know, it's like you get on, a, on the airline, you ever get on a plane and they always make sure this is the flight going to here. Make sure you check your tickets and you're on the right flight. Well, I'm just letting you know which flight we're doing here to check your ticket to make sure this is the flight you want to take. Because otherwise, you're going to be a little displeased with what we share about here. If you're after the pursuit of the psychic or material worlds, well, have fun. Those are different flights, different airline totally. <laughs> so just to be clear with that, we're here in Interlight Ministries truly sharing about the journey of the soul. Literally, the journey of the soul is it came out of the heart of God as God created the soul. And that divine spark as it came out of the oneness of God into individualized expression, that journey is what we speak of here. Even as a soul comes in to this creation out of the spiritual and then in the journey back into the spirit, as we have the chart of the realms over here, we speak of all the time the physical, the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, the soul, and spirit. All these different levels or realms that we speak of, that's the journey that the soul is on. Just in this creation, there's other trees in the Garden of Eden. There's other aspects of God that the soul is going to also journey into to have experience, to learn all about the beingness of God, all that God has created. That living, loving essence that is a soul as one of God's creations. In truth, the soul is not God's creation. The soul is the expression of God's beingness. The God is sent forth into all that God has created to have experience so that God can come to know God's self. Now, maybe that may sound strange, a statement like that, and maybe not. But we at least begin to share and attempt to give some understanding so that maybe it can begin to answer and bring peace to those questions so that we can get more focused on the journey itself as that living, loving expression that each of us is, as that extension of God. But at some point in each of our journeys in this realm of time and space, we are going to come to the place where we are ready to fulfill and complete our experience in this physical creation. And I don't just mean planet Earth, and I don't just mean this physical realm, I mean all of it, the astral, causal, mental, and etheric, this whole void of time and space. Right here in this physical experience, we're going to come to the day where we are ready to now finish, complete, and begin the journey home back into the realms of spirit from which we've come. And that's what we're doing here. We're very direct and clear with what we're sharing here. This is a journey of completion. If you're not ready to really wrap things up and come to the finish line yet because you're somewhere else in the journey, then there's a lot to explore, a lot to explore. Go explore it. Get it done. Go have your experience. We want you to know this journey of completion is not about avoiding or ignoring the things that you feel are important for you to experience. We want you to go experience everything you need to so that you can fulfill yourself. 
that aspect of God that is seeking to fulfill itself, you. Knowing that at some point you'll be ready because you'll know. Haven't you had experiences already in life where you knew this is it, this is what I want to do the rest of my life? And then a few months or a few years later, well, I'm done. I have no more interest in this. I'm over it. Time for something else. That's what it's like. How do you know if you're done or not? Well, how did you know you were complete with these other things, whether it's a relationship, a job, a hobby, some other interest? Or let's make it really clear, like when you went to school, you graduated, did you go back to school because you didn't want to be done? Well, some of you maybe became teachers or professors, <laughs> so maybe you did in a sense. But no, we continue on. That's what we're talking about, the continuation of life itself. But to continue on, we cannot hang on to the past. We have to come to a place of peace with our past that we've got to be willing to really let go and complete that so that we have no incompletions. We don't hold grudges. We don't keep thinking, what if? If I ever could have, I wish I would have. We've got to come to the place where we can let all that go and be at peace to really find that spiritual fulfillment and liberation that we seek. And there are signposts along the way. A lot of people look at this as a healing journey. A lot of people do a lot of self healing, self-improvement, personal growth, spiritual growth, a lot of counseling, therapies. A lot of people do that because that often is a lot of the journey. A lot of the actions we take here to heal ourselves, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, a lot of that healing is seeking fulfillment and completion so we can come to peace with those things in our past or present that are causing disturbance, pain, that we're wishing to be done with so we feel better at the very least? Well, that's a lot of how it looks here in ourselves, that journey of completion and fulfillment that I'm speaking of spiritually. The spiritual journey is always going to have some kind of reflection into our mind, our emotions, imagination, and body. We are going to have certain thoughts, feelings, fantasies, and physical experiences that will be a reflection of the soul's journey of completion and fulfillment. That's how we begin to know where we're at in life. It's really interesting because just even the last couple of weeks, I've been having dreams and inner experiences where I've gone way back. I feel like I've started my spiritual journey over in some ways. I started over 28 years ago consciously pursuing spirit, taking classes, workshops, listening, coming to gatherings like this. And I found myself in this inner experience just the other week where I was back in the very beginning days and I was like, oh my God, am I beginning all over? And I remember the group I used to be with. I saw a bunch of people there and we were at a retreat. It's just like the good old days. I make the jokes. Those first few years were the most fun for me because it was all so new and amazing. It still is pretty amazing. <laughs> Not so new anymore. 
But yet I found myself going and re-experiencing a few things. But in that experience, there was things that were, that were taking place that I realized in myself, oh my God, there was still some just even a little residual of something that I had not finished or completed. That's something I didn't want to deal with because it was uncomfortable or disturbing. But yet here I am 28 years later into it having to go back to the beginning days to literally complete, to look at, to learn, to let go, to make a new choice so that I can truly let go of the past to be done with it, to come present, to move forward. Over the years, I found myself having experiences like going back into high school or college. Anybody here have had those? I know many of you have. I've heard from you. Well, that's what a lot of it is. It's going back. I mean, don't most of us have something back from like junior high or high school where we're just kind of like, oh my God, those were the hardest years of my life. I never want to go back or go through puberty or something like that. That's what I'm talking about. All those unresolved issues or way back in childhood itself, depending on how our childhood was. A lot of the times we're seeking to return back to that childlike nature because as children we were free. Things were fun, joyful, curious, play, discovery, more of that original innocence that we are seeking to return back to that original innocence where we can become like little children again as that phrase is, to become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. There's truth to that. We need to pay attention to these things, especially if we're having the inner experience or there's a longing within us that we know, that we're conscious of. We're ever seeking to find some kind of fulfillment or at the least bring peace to these things. Some of us who have had childhoods that maybe were hard, we're seeking to find understanding and to heal a lot of those pains. Those of us that had good children, childhoods, we're seeking just to return back to that state because as adults we've become too serious. Life's gotten hard. It's no more fun. Don't want to be here anymore. How can I get out of here? Well, that's what we're talking about here. But to get out of here, it's not one that you just push away your life. It's not one where you get rid of things. It's not one that is handled or fulfilled by making it wrong and judging your experience. Why do you think we have that acronym, LAF, laugh, loving, accepting, forgiving? That's how we fulfill that's how we bring things to completion. That's why it's a healing journey. And it is through those three simple actions and several others, there's many qualities of spirit. We just come up with a simple acronym, make it three things, a lot easier to focus on three things. Really one, it's just loving. But you know the mind always wants something else, so... We're in polarity. We give you acceptance and forgiveness. Out of the oneness comes a couple other things and, of course, many more.
But this is a journey of fulfillment. Just understand that and realize it's important that you really do look over your life and do the inner work it takes to heal those things, to forgive, to let go, so that you can truly come present to a place of peace and understanding. That you can come to a place where you can say, yep, it's all good. But if it's not, if you're not there, don't make that wrong. Just say, oh, okay, there's something I can look at. There's something I can work with. And let that be your journey of discovery. Call it a journey healing. Call it a karmic completion. Call it this action of spiritual liberation. It is all the same. doesn't matter what you call it. It's the same action. What matters is that you do it. Because this takes conscious participation, conscious action steps. It doesn't just happen. Life will keep going on, but it's the choices you make as life keeps going on that either continues your journey of unfulfillment or your journey begins to become fulfilled. As you make those choices to take greater responsibility, to learn from experience, to heal the past, And that your journey is now not about your future physically, but your journey really becomes now more about going home spiritually. Because when you have that as truly your fulfillment and you're seeking God first, well, that's what will take place. And then it's not about your physical future. Oh, yeah, your physical future is still going to happen. But then your life is not about your physical experience. Your life truly becomes about your spiritual. To ever seek more the spiritual fulfillment and experience. So your life really then will begin to take on new meaning, a greater purpose. Everybody's seeking purpose. What's my purpose in life? The problem is everybody keeps trying to make it a physical purpose. It is not a physical purpose, and that's why you're ever in turmoil. Our purpose in life is of spirit. And it is not until we really begin to give credit and acknowledge and focus on that purpose spiritually do we begin to really find our fulfillment. But sooner or later, we're going to discover that for ourselves, regardless of what we spew out up here in all of our words. Each of us is going to discover all we're attempting to do here in our words is share from our own experience, which is really all of our experience. The details may look different, but the experience itself is pretty much the same for everybody. And so we want to look at that. To complete, pay attention to your dreams. Write them down. They're there for a reason. They're revealing something to you. Those are symbols. Sometimes they're very direct, but often the message is symbolic. So it's important for us to look at our dreams and the symbols and the message that is there for us. And then we'll begin to find not only what we are truly looking for, but in the finding of that, we start to really experience the fulfillment. And in there, we're going to begin to have 
greater spiritual experience beyond the physical to know not only is there really a God, but to really know our purpose within it all. That's the only thing that's ultimately going to bring peace to our seeking. So we just got to give it our attention. How often have you heard Jim and I say, just pay attention, look, observe, listen, pay attention to your experience, to that inner voice, to that inner knowing, and even pay attention to your ignorance and your stupidity because there's value in everything. But it's up to us. A lot of times when we're judging ourselves because we feel like we're ignorant or stupid, what does that do? It only makes you feel bad, right? Why do that to yourself? Why do that anymore? Why not learn? What is it you're doing inside of yourself? Why do you feel stupid when you do certain things or think certain things? Why? There's a lesson in there. And all we need to do is look for the lesson and fulfill that lesson. And as we do, then the feelings, they dissolve. Because now we are valuing and honoring that which we are experiencing in life. That's how we fulfill it. Judging it, feeling stupid or ignorant or dumb or bad about anything doesn't do anything for the spirit. It closes doors. We want to open doors and allow that Spirit of God to move into every part of our beingness. In judgment and fear, close doors. So we have to actively choose to open those doors by our actions. But that's up to us. That's where each of us has a freedom of choice. There really is a freedom of choice. And that's up to us how we choose because we're going to learn from every choice we make good or bad well i'm even suggesting even when we make the bad choices why not learn something from them so something good comes out of that rather than just continuing to make it worse right there that alone will really begin to transform your life you'll have a whole new perspective and then it won't be so hard. A lot of the hardness of life just comes out of our own judgments we place upon ourselves or on other people. Judgments we place on others really just come up from a place of judgments from within ourselves that we place in ourselves. It's just an outer reflection of what is going on inside of us. You know the phrase, what goes around comes around? Well, you know why? Do you know why what goes around comes around? Do you know how those karmic laws work? Have you ever questioned that? Have you ever asked? We hear all these things. Well, why? Because how else are you going to learn? Whatever you put out is going to come back to you so you can learn. Why? Because you've been made in the image of God, and God is a creator. So you are a creator. And how do you learn to create? By projecting, by expressing, by moving the spirit. 
And it is that action that goes out that has to come back so that we learn from what we create. And then through that learning is the fulfillment that the soul becomes a co-creator made in the image of God. There's purpose to all of this. But are we looking for that? Are we asking the right questions? Are we so focused on our physical life that's all we ask questions about? How about we start asking the spiritual questions so we understand how the spirit moves so that we can move with it to serve us in greater ways? You do that and you'll see your physical life begin to change and reflect to you the greater action you are taking spiritually. But that's up to you. You've got to begin to look at it that way. You've got to begin to look at your life differently than what you've been doing to wake up spiritually. But first and foremost, if you're not doing the meditation, you ain't going to open any doors to begin to see life from another perspective. You can ask all the questions you want, and if you're just living in your mind, you're going to only get answers reflected back from the mind. And that's just going to take you on a big circle, a maze full of dead ends. We within ourselves have to begin to direct our attention to the highest perspective we can in order to open the doors to gain the greater understanding spiritually. And if we ask the right questions, that are more spiritually focused and oriented, those are the ones that will open the doors to free us of the mind and all the traps that the mind has created for us. And our physical life will reflect that. When you feel trapped in life, it's because there's something you've done in your mind that is reflected into your emotions, that is reflected into your imagination, that is now reflected into your physical life, and trying to figure out the physical solutions is not, it's going to lead you down the maze to another dead end. That's why eventually when we've hit enough dead ends, we say, okay, I give up. Isn't it funny when you say, I give up? Where's the focus? It's up. I give up. That's exactly what we want. Meditation is giving up and looking up. And that's the only way out. You ever seen like big mazes made out of high bushes? Well, there's no ceiling on any of the mazes. You ever see TV shows or like English gardens or something where the mazes, do you know what I'm talking about? You know what a maze is? <laughs> it's like a labyrinth but full of dead ends where a labyrinth has no dead ends. It's just a journey. Well, a labyrinth is a spiritual journey. There's no dead ends. Mazes are of the mind and the world. There's always a bunch of dead ends. But if you look up, there's no ceiling. Well, if you can learn to fly, you just lift right out of the maze. Well, that's what we're talking about here. Meditation is the action of looking up. So you begin to lift up above the maze of life and above the mind that's created it. And as you lift up, well, one, you're free of it. You're out of the maze. No more dead ends. And the higher you go, the more you can see clearly to get that higher perspective to understand how you've been caught in the maze, what you've been doing, and why the heck were you there in the first place. 
but to learn something that is there to serve you. Everything in life, positive and negative, is here to serve us in our journey. But have we looked at it that way? Have we looked at things in a way to see how they support and serve us? Or do we often place judgment and make it wrong? As soon as we do that, it doesn't serve us. It now works against us. It is not about life experience itself. It is about our perspective, or some people say our attitudes towards it. That makes a difference. So we've got to look higher to our perspective or attitudes that make the difference rather than to our actual physical experience. Or even our inner experience. When we have dreams, inner experiences, if we still come from an attitude of the mind or lower, it still limits us. We've got to start developing that higher perspective or more of a spiritualized attitude of loving, accepting, and forgiving that will give us now not only a clearer perspective, but in that a higher one so that we can really begin to have the fulfillment and the clarity. It is only from that place that it is revealed to us. And so we ever find ourselves going in and out and back and forth with that. We get caught up in our day-to-day lives. We lose sight. So what do we want to do? Oh, let's take a retreat. (laughs) Let's go on retreat so we can get perspective once again. Well, that is why we do the retreats, by the way. But also that's what the meditation time is on a daily basis. It's a time to retreat from the world, to come back into your true self, to get that perspective once again. Why not start today, every day meditating to get that perspective and live your day from that perspective? Why not take a little mini reboot during the middle of the day and get that higher perspective? I used to do that in my lunch hours, have an hour for lunch, my nine-to-five job, the first half an hour I ate lunch, the next half an hour I went and meditated. Or at the end of the day, you can meditate at any time to bring yourself back to that higher perspective. And if you notice, as you, those of you who have been doing it, if you notice when you really get engaged in the meditation, you find all the stress of the day just letting go and dropping away, you find yourself coming to a place of peace in actually a relaxed state of energized. That's what happens to me when I really do it. If I can really let go of the mind and all the processing and just come to that place of peace and oneness. And even greater than that, the more time we take, what is that phrase? Peace be still. And know that I am. Well, as we come to the place of peace and stillness, we can be re-energized, rejuvenated. But to know the I am, we've got to be in that place of peace long enough to now then move through and into the action of spirit. When we can get centered in the place of peace, That's the first step, but we've got to hold that long enough 
for the Spirit to open up. Because if we just stop right there, because we've got ourselves centered in a place of peace where maybe Spirit is present, but if you want Spirit to open up and bring you into the whole next level, the whole next dimension of your awakening to your divinity, you've got to give it time to open up. Not just think you're done, but rather let the movement of the divine bring you to completion and being done. That's the difference of letting go of the mind in your own willfulness and surrendering and allowing God. I guess I'm done. I thought I was going to say more, but I'm not. God's in charge, not me. I had a lot more come forward in meditation I was going to share, but when spirit moves, it moves. All right. Well, I was enjoying your talk. I'm sorry you stopped. <laughs> Maybe I just demonstrated what not to do and not give enough time in that place of peace then for the door to open up. (laughs) Should I take a moment? No, now I know what I want to talk about.